You know, you are one privileged person when a producer that people know forward your song um, and people listen because it's that producer that forwards it to you. You know, that's like having this chap of approval before you even started singing your first note if that producer happens to be someone that is known, which is the reason why I have Sareta van Wijk and Stas on the line. Hi, both of you. <laughs> Hello, Hello. And that then was the scenario. So Stas forwards me the song. He says, you've got to listen to this. I say, oh, if Stas forwards it, it can't be that bad. And I put on the song and I say, oh, this is awesome. Okay. Let's start with Zarieta because you have to introduce yourself first before I'm going to ask Stas why he did this crazy thing. Introduce me to you as a person, personality-wise, all of that. You know, if someone's never met you before, besides the fact that you can sing, what else? So I'm married to a wonderful guy that's an engineer and we have two small children together um, and we love them endlessly um, except when they don't sleep. Um, and I I am a, a worship leader at a church and um, it's hard to talk about yourself. It's hard to lay out your whole personality. Like are you um, a quiet person? Are you more extrovert? You know, what, what keeps you busy? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not quiet. Um, I'm definitely a more extroverted person. I, I love spending time with people and getting to know people. I'm always the person that asks the uncomfortable questions because I, I enjoy getting to know people so much. Um, and, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm a person with a lot of energy. You know, I hope so. I hope people <laughs> see me like that. And... Um, Obviously, I enjoy making music. I, I love to sing. And obviously, um, I love Jesus a lot. So in, in, in a very, very small nutshell, I'd say that's me. <laughs> so Stas, she's now saying, I think I'm an energetic person. You recorded with her. Is she an energetic person? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the amazing thing is, it's the word energy mixed with the word Dry. It, she has this dry personality, and suddenly you just keep on laughing because she's got this energy to her. So, no, a dry energy. I can't put it another way. No, because I don't understand. What is a dry energy? What, what's the dry mean? Is that a sense of humor or okay. what? Yeah, yeah. You can say in Afrikaans, we say it's like a druisen femur. So, when you look at her face, it's this dry expression, but you just want to laugh every time she speaks because she's so funny. Okay, but Zarieta, I have to tell you. So I ask Stas, Stas, how young is this woman? Because your photo, you look like a teenager. You, I, I thought it was maybe Thanks. the photo of your daughter or something because he tells me, <laughs> no, this must be last week's photo, this one. <laughs> so you've got this eternal youth thing going for you. That's, you know, the big plus no, on great. that one. <laughs> I actually turned 30 the other day and it was a very sad day for me because I f still feel so young and now I have this, this number attached to me. But uh, if you say I look young, that's great. <laughs> Can I just say 30 feels like a huge jump. 40 is a smaller jump. And then the 50 is even, you know, tomorrow. We won't go there. Not that we'd ever know, obviously. <laughs> Stas, you've got to explain to me. Where did you meet this woman? How did you come across her music? The long story is I've been introduced to her ministry or her talent 
Yeah, many years ago, I was a judge at a, a, a radio pulpit Tehila competition. And I saw her for the first time. I think you were 16, Zareta. And she sang a song of Rihanna now, which is, uh, uh, you know, difficult for anybody to sing. And she nailed it. I was like, wow. And she's got this voice that just pulls you in. And, um, yeah, so, so, and she's, she has this interesting personality when she speaks. And, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, uh, introduced to her many years ago. And I think we reconnected a couple of years back when I started being the worship leader at Enpas Gemeente and our paths crossed again and um, she she helped out with worship leading again. So, yeah, I met a couple of years back and then obviously during lockdown, we reconnected with this whole unbeskamed gift thing and uh, yeah, mm. with a song and everything. How's that for vague? This whole unbeskamed gift thing. You can elaborate on that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so during the level five lockdown, we decided, um, we felt led uh, by the Lord to, to give something back, to, to invest in someone else's ministry. Because really, you know, when I look at our journey with Umbuskan, God has really been good. Uh, we still find uh, primary school kids, um, young families, Older families, grandparents seeing the same song that we wrote, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And to me, that is such a blessing to see how God works through music and through worship music. And uh, we just wanted to say, Lord, thank you for blessing us. We want to bless someone else. And in this process, we put the feelers out there and said, if you are a songwriter, if you're a worship leader, whoever, an artist, uh, you know, submit your song. And, you know, obviously it's not a competition where you pull in a number and, hey, you're the lucky number. And, oh, my goodness, can you sing? It's not that type of thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was more we, 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 we went through the songs. And, you know, Zarieta was one of the worship leaders whose talent really jumped out. The songwriting really jumped out. And, obviously, you, you can feel in your heart, you know, this is one of the people we want to invest time invest our skills and give a gift back to her. So that's, she's one of four people that we gave this gift to. Zarieta, I mean, that competition happened 16 years ago. That's a long time. What had you then been doing music-wise since then up to now? So I've always been in ministry. I knew that I wanted to be in ministry uh, for a very long time. So after Tila and after I left school, um, I started to work at a church and uh, I started studying psychology. Um, and uh, after I, when I finished my psychology degree, I started um, studying theology. But I've always been a part of the church. I've always been trying to sing at uh, places, you know, um, at, at a point in my life, I, I tried to go a bit com- more commercial. So I did any boss and, and stuff like that, a lot of weddings. And I started to write songs for weddings, especially for the couple and things like that. So I've always been in ministry and I've always been in in music. But you've never had the opportunity, in other words, to actually record an album and now make it seriously official. Uh, I did record an album right after I left school. Um, but I think I didn't, I, I didn't have the, the tools or the information at that time to know how to, to get it out into the world to release it. So, um, I did have an opportunity, but I was so young. And, and when you're 18, 19 years old, you just, you don't know anything. 
So uh, you think yeah. you know everything, but you don't. You definitely <laughs> think you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so how did this conversation now go? Stas coming to you and saying, "How about we record a song of yours?" Or, or you pitched a song and he came back to you. How did that work? So actually, so Stas put this. Uh, I don't want to say it's a competition. This gift. Um, event obviously he put it out on Facebook and I saw this and I just thought you know this is an opportunity that I absolutely cannot pass me and I sent in the the song that I wrote um, I sent him, him an email and he did another video on Facebook um, where he announced that um, my song is one of the I can get the opportunity and um, I remember thinking when I watched it, I was like, what? I want something. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then obviously uh, he phoned me and, and we started chatting about uh, about a song and the options that we'd like to explore and what song we'd like to record. So, yeah. Uh, just, just on that note, I would just like to add, we ended up not recording the song that she submitted. Mm. Um, we ended up, you know, while I was thinking about Zarieta and, and what God put in my heart, uh, I felt that, that she, like many other people, have been victims of judgment in the Christian mm. community. We're not even talking outside the Christian community, inside the Christian community, because uh, especially in the arts department, you know, people are a bit more eccentric or outspoken or misunderstood. And in and, and my heart, I felt, when I think of Zarieta, God is putting in my heart, there's a, there's, um, a relatable brokenness, hmm. a relatable hmm. aspect where people have judged her in the past wrongfully. Hmm. And I said, you know what, I'm just feeling this could be a song. How do you feel about this? You know, I, and she's like, wow, I've got this idea of being broken. And while God is in my heart... He's shining through the cracks. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, I started with a song and I bounced it again. So she, she contributed some of the lyrics and we, you know, together we wrote the song. Okay, let's, let's talk about that, Sarieta, because, I mean, this is not just in the artist community at all. This is like mm-hmm. a general thing that someone is some way who you are sometimes is not necessarily understood as well. Um, have you been through mm. stuff in life, in other words, that this is something that would, would be something you could relate to? Yes, of course. I mean, I think a lot of us, I even want to say most of us probably, at some point in our life, feel like we are misunderstood or we don't belong in this group or whatever. And and all my life, um, I've always been a little different um I, I i don't like the things my friends like and i and i think a lot of the judgment i felt uh, could have even come from myself you know i want to go as far as to say that and realizing there was a, a point in my life where the lord truly just he revealed to me that it's through those cracks so i look at myself i i, I look in the mirror and i think you're just missing this and you're you're not enough in, in this area and you have to work at that. If you don't do this, you will not be loved. And I think a lot of us look at ourselves that way. And the Lord doesn't do that. He's not he doesn't look at us and think, Oh, you're so broken, I can't work with this. I can't do this. Give me another one. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Where we see brokenness, he sees spaces for his light to shine through. And that's just such a revelation for me. 
I'm just thinking, I mean, when you released that first album of yours when you just came out of school and it didn't boom and you weren't this overnight history maker musically in South Africa. <laughs> it's just, I mean, every artist has got this heart's desire that whatever you create will resonate with people and therefore it'll give you a bigger platform and then you can even build from there. And then when it doesn't take off, that disappointment is it's identity stuff. I mean, this is who you are and it doesn't take off. It's not accepted in the way that you feel that it needs to be accepted. And did that mm -hmm. maybe challenge something of you, that whole thing of you're not good enough, my best is not good enough, my gift isn't good enough mm -hmm. for me to actually make it? Definitely. I mean, I'm going to be very honest and say I was broken when that didn't work out. I thought, I mean, the, the first thing you, you obviously – um, when you're in school, uh, you start developing your, your voice and your vocal and everybody is telling you, wow, you sing beautifully. You have to explore this gift. You have to work with the gift um, that God gave you. And then you go out and you do it and then it just falls. You fall flat on your face. It was a, it was a big disappointment. And, and, and I think for a long time, um, I struggled to figure out why is this um, calling in my heart, why did God put it there if he is not going to give me the opportunity to put it out into the world? So it was, it was a, a big struggle. I haven't actually thought about it for a long while, but now that, now that you're bringing it up, <laughs> um, thanks for this nice psychology session. <laughs> now I'm just um, thinking it's, it, it, it steals your boldness. It steals your, your, because your confidence and you need confidence mm. to write more and to take risks and all of that thing to, to be yourself. And in the music industry, yeah, you need to be unique. You need to be different. Mm. And, but not so different that nobody wants to listen to you. That, that balance thing is so hard. Um, and yeah. so to have confidence in who you are is something that is detrimental. It's really, really important. But then God didn't stop that from happening, did he? He still took you through the valley of the shadow of death. You literally had to go bury that seed. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing is we have a perception that um or uh, maybe i have the perception that if if my music needs to reach hundreds and millions of people for it to have an impact um but really i think if it's two three we you know we have the saying at church if if one person was touched if one person met the lord in our service this morning then we did something right mm. And I think for me, that was also a bit of a, an eye opener um, regarding making music. We want everyone to hear it, but maybe there's, there's one person that needs to hear it. And that's a lot more important. And it's a trust thing between you and God, isn't it? I mean, because it's so personal, because it's identity stuff, mm. it hurts more, doesn't yeah. it? And you it's need your trust with God to even be able to pray with faith. So did you have to work through that and trust need to be restored after that as well? I think so. I, yeah, definitely. There was definitely a, um, a trust. And the other thing is, is when you're in ministry and, and putting out um, Christian music, that's a whole different story to just a normal sort of commercial feel-good type of song. Because <laughs> this song is so revealing of who I am. Um, I'm literally saying, listen, guys, look at my cracks. Um, look at all my faults and I just want to tell you that I want the Lord to shine through that. It's sort of like um, even 
saying a prayer publicly, um, if you put uh, out music like this. But there was definitely, um, you know, I, I don't want to say I had a bit of trust issues with God, but I think that there was definitely um, a time of that and um, a lot of uh, surrendering that I had to go through to come back to a place where I really trusted him. Again, if I can, does, does that make sense? Mm, no, absolutely. I, don't know, I think every Christian goes through it on some level with some kind of issue in their lives where they have to get past themselves yeah. <laughs> to be able to trust an invisible God. I have to tell you about a picture. It was quite a few years ago that I specifically had a picture of a man becoming invisible. You see the solid person becoming invisible. And just one sentence, it takes us becoming invisible to show an invisible God to the world. Mm. It's when you become, it's when you are weak that he is strong. It's when you step back that he actually gets the glory. Otherwise, you get the glory for your talent when it works. When you apply the recipe and you do the right marketing and you see that you're you know, out of sight, out of mind, there are things that you do in the music industry for it to work. And then it doesn't, you sort of step back and you sort of become a little more invisible. And it's the weirdest thing how we learn to give God the glory through this kind of thing. Yeah. We actually get the glory in our hearts first because you didn't have an option whether you had, would trust him or not after that. It's like Peter. He says, when Jesus says, you're going to leave me as well, he says, well, where else is the words of life? There, there aren't any other. He's, Jesus is the word of life. There is nowhere else to turn, and something moves in your heart, and only then you're ready to get on an actual stage, be invisible enough for God to be seen. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yesterday, I reflected on my weaknesses. I know I don't have a lot, but I have to reflect from time to time about my weaknesses. And when I started reflecting, I actually realized my whole life is a weakness. Second <laughs> uh, Corinthians 12, uh, Paul makes an interesting statement. He says, in my weakness, the power of Christ rests on me. And that is so profound. And I started, you know, just reflecting on, how many, many areas of my life is, though it might look like my strength, it's actually a weakness. And how God's power rests on me and becomes a strength because it's Him. Exactly. <laughs> Doing uh, you know, amazing things, yeah. And how your strengths, they're the weakness because they're in the way of you being dependent on God. And your weaknesses are your strengths. Because they're the ones that literally open up your eyes to you can't do this on your own. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Life interesting. Okay, let's get to the song of yours. Arieta, Kraker, all about the cracks that God is shining through. Mm. Give us a story now. When we listen to the song, I always feel a beautiful song. You spend such a lot of brain time on the beauty of the song that sometimes you miss the real message that you, Zarieta, wanted to mm. convey. What is it that you want us to hear? I think for me, the real message is that um, I'm sort of putting myself out there with the lyrics saying I'm broken with cracks and saying that um, there's a question I ask in the song is, is can you see his grace shining through um, those cracks? And and in the bridge, I'm saying his grace is in you and in me. It's 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 not just me and in every one of us that, that loves the Lord and that accepted him as our savior. He 
He wants to shine through us. He wants his light to be seen through you, through you. So I think for me, that is the, the whole message saying, listen, I am broken and I am, I'm surrendering so that the Lord's light and his grace and his goodness can shine through these cracks. I'm okay with being broken if that means that I can be closer to the Lord.